Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No, no. See, somebody sent me a video actually last Friday and it had you talking at the Socialist Community. Oh, yes, yes. And you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. Hello everybody, Grant Edwards from Liberty NZ. Thank you very much for joining me. Well, today I just wanted to go over a few things. I've um, received a few videos coming in and I want to, want to share those with you. First of all, um, you I may have already played this one on the podcast, but um, it's from a friend of John G and myself, uh, Pastor uh, Mike, uh, Pastor Mike Montgomery, and Pastor Mike um, has uh, Stu Peters in his. Um, he's one of his parishioners. So uh, listen to Pastor Mike as uh, he talks about a couple of uh, girls that um, uh, his family uh, know quite well. Um, a friend when we were in California that we were having lunch with, their daughter came, and their daughter had has two girlfriends um, that were both pregnant. And while pregnant, they got their vaccine. I'm not sure exactly which one. It was either Moderna or Pfizer. They got their vaccines and then, you know, carried babies to term, delivered the babies. And both of these gals' babies had birth defects. One had no fingers um, on one of the hands and the other one had no arm and literally had a hand growing out of the shoulder. If you phone Pfizer, here's what they say when you phone up. Thank you for calling the Customer Service Center for the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, also known as Comirnaty COVID-19 vaccine, mRNA. The emergency use of the product has not been approved or licensed by FDA, but has been authorized by FDA under an emergency use authorization, EUA, to prevent coronavirus disease 2019. You should not get the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine if you are pregnant, plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. And yet doctors in our country are telling women who are breastfeeding and pregnant to get the vaccine. So who are these state doctors? Why aren't they great doctors, as John Ansell would say? Uh, also, another video that came across my desk today was, uh, actually last night, was from Wahini Toa. That may not be her real name, Wahini being the Maori word for female. Uh, this is her story of what's just recently happened to her daughter. Hi, family and friends. I just like to let you know that um, my daughter was coerced into getting the vaccine, otherwise she can't graduate. And she's healthy and fine. She yesterday taken the you-know-what, um, and she is now in Miramar. The Pfizer she vaccine. She can't walk. She was on Facebook, uh, so she couldn't say what it was. She has nausea and feeling tired and headaches and 
nerve problems and also her spine and her back is sore and um, yeah it's uh, really sad she's fighting I back tears I just want you all to know that those of you that said that it's safe to take better watch out because I'm coming for you you look better what watch you out done. You better Never watch seen out. any liars like you guys. Look what you've done with your, you know what. Your vaccine. Can't believe it. This is actually happening. That's right. We can't believe it either. We can't believe it either, um, Toa. And uh, this is Karen. And this is a video taken by her husband, Karen's husband. And she's in hospital and there's these uh, clowns of nurses and doctors uh, trying to figure out what's wrong with her. Listen to this story. Okay, so here's a, another a shot I found on Norm Sutton's page. Uh, when I say a shot, I mean another video. Uh, this is Nate Admini. Uh, she's administrator for uh, the NNP. It's a new national party, and they don't normally share adverse reactions videos at all. But here is one, and I'll describe to you what's happening. So the picture here is of a woman uh, with a mask on in hospital, which they shouldn't be wearing a mask when they're in hospital if they're sick. Um, and she is convulsing following her Pfizer jab. And here's the sound. Does it normally do this? That's how it started. That's her husband. I'm just, just going to go and grab it. Are you with her? Yeah, yeah. She's not speaking. That's what happened the last time, right? Yeah, exactly that. So they've given her some other pharmaceutical drug? that started after that. That was like three minutes. Yep. And she just couldn't stop it. She's having a seizure. And this went on for about two hours before they put, before they gave her the... I just got to grab the um, I'll get you there, I'll take a look at the pads. What are you doing? Three minutes after it's in? Yeah. And now you can say, okay. Oh, she's not okay. You're okay? Hand the razor. Oh, she's not okay. The doctor is baffled. You did the answers before. Okay. So the drug they gave in the hospital was a different. No, I, I, I don't ask me because I'm... Did he say dem visivir? Is he dyslexic? Was it rem visivir? I don't know. Anyway, I couldn't make it out. Remembering those things? No, she's really convulsing. Three minutes, yeah. Pulse was about 57 before. Blood pressure was 110, 70. Pulse is down to... Can you hear us? 57 yeah. over okay. 110. Did you open your eyes before? So I know, I know you're, you're, all these movements are happening, but um, you can hear us okay? And you can understand what we're saying? Yeah, okay. Are you in any pain at all? No? She's not in any pain. Well, squeeze both hands. Is that okay? How is your breathing at the moment? You okay? Do you feel short of breath or anything like that? Just hot, just feeling hot. And it's just similar to what happened last time. Worse than Parkinson's. It's just seizures. Yeah, it's exactly the same as what happened last time. Okay. 
You can We're hear not about two hours. That banging is the patient, Karen. Now she's really oh, not so much that. Both no, her mother, her mother is, about. but it's like Karen. They overreact to any drugs they're given. They had a lot of, yeah, very sensitive. That's why she only took one uh, one milligram of lorazepam, but she was told to take two and a half. Oh, okay. Very sensitive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is why I wouldn't go to near a yeah. hospital or a doctor. Yeah. Not now. Not um, after this. Which was the hospital that she was observed in before? Uh, Waikato. It was the main hospital. Yeah, main hospital. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you think uh, you'd be okay to go in a wheelchair? Yeah, we've got the okay to go in a wheelchair. Yeah. Fall out of it. Depends how you're going to be in it. Plus, ring ED tells us that we're on the way as well. As soon as they gave her that drug, she settled down straight away. Almost. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Yeah. The issue comes with the can you sit down? She's lying in a chair. That's just one of many uh, folks, uh, one of many people that have been, that the government is, is covering up, people that have been injured and also people that are dying uh, from this dreaded toxin that they're putting into people and from tomorrow uh, you'll be able to take your 5 to 11 year old child down to uh, potentially be murdered by a vaccinator. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Think of the, um, the infection fatality rate which is less than half a percent if you got, if you contracted the so-called COVID virus. Don't do it people. The Director General of Health has denied an exemption to one lady, Sue McIntyre. Here's her story. And um, my, I, I would have to give a bouquet, not a brick bat this week. Uh, I have to give a bouquet to Thomas Mead from One News. Let's hope he doesn't have a target on his back and now uh, probably will be fired from his job. But he reported and he reported well. Good on you, Thomas. An Auckland woman is making a plea to the Ministry of Health over vaccine exemptions. Sue McIntyre was denied one despite medical advice she shouldn't have her second dose due to an adverse reaction to the first. Thomas Mead reports. Sue McIntyre did her bit last year, lining up for her first jab. But a week later, she looked in the mirror and found part of her face was frozen. And I went to brush my teeth and toothpaste just dribbled out of one side of my mouth and the other side was completely motionless. I couldn't move one side of my face. Tests at hospital revealed she had developed Bell's palsy, a sudden and usually temporary paralysis of a facial nerve. A doctor filed an adverse reaction report as the condition is a known potential side effect of the Pfizer vaccine showing up in their clinical trials. Experts say it's extremely rare and more likely to be brought on by COVID itself. What we can conclude is that if it is an increased risk with the vaccine, it's very rare. Perhaps this is not true. For, and she knows uh, it. This woman knows it. Per 100, I can't remember her name. McIntyre, the experience was terrifying. 
While she has now recovered, her GP filed an application to the Ministry of Health asking for an exemption for the second jab, supported by a letter from a clinical immunologist saying, I would agree she should not have a second vaccine at this stage. I'm feeling really nervous. I'm feeling upset. My stomach is tuning. I'm just so worried about what could happen. However, Ashley Bloomfield has since rejected her plea, saying he was not satisfied the exemption criteria had been met, offering AstraZeneca as the second dose. Now let me tell you that Ashley Bloomfield hasn't seen a patient for a quarter of a century. But providing no explanation at all. People on TV listen to immunologists all the time, so why are they not prepared to listen to one now? We followed up with the ministry, asking what evidence Dr Bloomfield used to make the decision. They refused to answer our questions, citing the Privacy Act, despite having Sue's direct permission to discuss the application with us. Saying in a statement, an independent panel assess each application, including practitioners with significant expertise, such as a clinical immunologist and allergist. So far, 997 decisions have been made, with 490 exemptions granted and 507 declined. While she's been offered an alternative, Sue is terrified to take another vaccine. My view is that it is not fair at all. I just want a bit of compassion for, for us who are trying to do the right thing. She's booked in for Monday. It's that, or she'll lose her job. Her plea for compassion denied. Thomas Mead, One News. Well done, Thomas. Good man. Excellent work there, Thomas. Good reporting. Um, and Thomas is with One News, and so it's very surprising, actually. He's young, and he may well have a target on his back after that report. Uh, doctors all over the world are being gagged about the uh, effects, the injuries and deaths from the COVID-19 vaccines. Here's just one doctor. No patient should ever believe anybody in the hospitals or the healthcare profession. They shouldn't believe we've lost all of our credibility because you can't give honest, informed consent when a nurse or a physician have a gag order on them. You can't do it. It's impossible. Fauci is the most eloquent, brilliant, pathological, psychotic liar I've ever met in my life. Nobody can touch him. Wow. And, and I believe that he's under the guise of DARPA because nobody will ever touch him. You know, there's there's mass collusion and quid pro quo. It is no longer about saving lives. It's about Fauci is all about making money and getting money. That's what Bill Gates is about. Real, not rare dot com. It okay. is a incredible website that has a litany of vaccine injured people. And these vaccine-injured wow. people are mocked. Their lives have been completely destroyed. Um, the cartel, including the healthcare, the physicians, the hospitals, the three-letter agencies, the mainstream media, mock them, deride them, kick them out of the ERs, um, tell them they're fraudulent, take away their platforms, don't even let them tell their stories. They're banned from social media. They're banned from everything. So this site, realnotrare.com, lets them tell their story. And so my beautiful bride, um, who is an attorney, a brilliant attorney, um, um, she would be going through this uh, and she would send me 
um, all the cases that were really meaningful, and I would post them um, on uh, LinkedIn. And I would, on every single post, I, I would accuse the cartel of saying, this is, you know, this is how you treat the people that you've injured. You deride them, you mock them, you take away their voice, you throw them under the bus, and you've destroyed their lives, and you don't even give them a platform to tell their stories. So, and I would go on, uh, um, go on and say, you know, this is the fault of you, the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology, the American Board of Medical Specialties, and the Federation of State Medical Boards, because you are responsible for forcing physicians to not go against your narrative. Well done. Another good doctor from the United States. And now here's New Zealand doctor, Alana, Alana, uh, Alana, I keep saying Alana, Alana Ratner about suicides. Have a listen to Elena. You might have seen in the paper recently that the suicide rate has dropped, which I can't really um, begin to believe given that Auckland's been in lockdown and um, there are police resigning from the police force because they're so traumatised by having to cut down so yes. many hangings. And um, one policeman contacted us and said he's cut down four hang hangings and one day was his most. And what's happened is the suicide rate has not fallen. The government has, in its great lying wisdom, reclassified suicides as accidental deaths. So suicides are now not called suicides as of last month. They're now called accidental deaths. So the suicide rate will eventually fall to zero because they're no longer classified as suicides. It's Elena Ratner, New Zealand doctor, Elena Ratner. Uh, now we have uh, a Hungarian member of parliament. His name is uh, Christian Tahiz. I think that's right. He's Hungarian. Um, we'll have to get Ella Daniel to tell me how to pronounce it again. I'm pretty sure I got it wrong, but here he is anyway. Have a listen to him. The difference between tyranny and democracy is very simple. When the government knows everything about you, that's tyranny. I know how it is to live in tyranny. When you know everything about your government, that's democracy. And now here's Michelle Dakin, a New Zealander. Time to rise, she says. Uh, this is a direct result of deliberate misinformation that's being spread through social media. The government is not making COVID-19 or any other vaccinations compulsory. Heart deflated. So much judgment, so much fear, so much hatred. Anger swells up my spine. Tears trickle down my skin as I move through this grief for what's left behind. Yet I smile and bite my tongue, weaving carefully into the world the words that are on my mind. Trying to undo the propaganda that's been spun. One-sided reporting, valid concerns they are distorting, side effects and deaths of our people, unjabbed adults and youth no longer treated as equal, difficult choices, jobs on the line. Yet it's no longer mainstream to listen, discuss or empathise. Is this what a country looks like when the motto is to be kind? 
Discrimination and bullying is celebrated and widely vocalised. Can you see the actions being taken beyond the never-ending trail of outright lies? Nurses, doctors, teachers, hospitality and care home workers, hairdressers, professors, parents, children, police force, military service, everyday New Zealanders, now called selfish and dehumanised. History will tell you where this takes us. Are you ready to look? Or still closing your eyes? What lines need to be crossed for you to stand up for your children, your future, your friends, family and unite? Say no to this divide. Will you use your voice or stay silent, frozen, paralysed? Time is ticking. This vaccine passport is just a disguise. Do you think the freedom's gone now is where they intend for this to be ending? Well, sadly, my friend, you're in for a frightful surprise. It's a social credit system, glammed up with some red, orange and green lights. Just like the two weeks turned into two years, eventually it will progress into complete monitoring and control of our life. More checkpoints, more borders, $9 million facial recognition technology in full functioning order. Freeze your bank, seize your work, not even public transport when your social credit score is minimised. Do you hear the cry? Or have I said too much? Should I have spoken less abrupt? So you could read between the lines and guess what's being implied? Should I shout freedom and choice? and act like this is all about hesitation to an experimental injection or a virus of which, depending on age, 99.997 to 94% of people who catch it will survive. I bite my tongue. I take a breath. The awakening is happening. I just question, will it be here in time? Before our children are required to carry papers, renewed by six monthly boosters, younger than the age of even five. Will you stay seated while our children become enslaved to this corrupt system? Or will you rise? Because within you is a fire that you can ignite. You do have power to change this. You must tap into that drive. All it takes is our boundaries firm and our communities unified. Over the echoing screens and the daily briefings, our own inner voice we must tune in and recognise. Get off your knees, or our children's future will die. The tree leaves fall, the flowers wither, the snake continues to slither, and the mouse that crawls is Eden alive. Yet the eagle who sees all continues to fly, and soar above it all even through the darkest of nights. So when this whole thing falls, will you be able to look the next generation in the eyes and tell them you did everything you could to stand up for what was right? Transmute the anger and the tears into potent energy activation. Let go of the fear and inflate your heart and your lungs with motivation. Plant your feet down in the earth and through your creativity, your actions, your words, birth the truth into the light. The time has arrived. Make a stand. This is your invite. And that's Michelle Dakin.
If I could distill it down into one concept that we are pursuing in New Zealand, it is simple and it is this. And it's the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern. Kindness. So I just wanted to again um, reiterate that because I see a bit of misinformation out there about that and I think it's always best just to address it when you see it. Um, Amanda, I'm sorry you're over me, but you don't have to stay on my Facebook Live if I'm bothering you. Um, I'm sure there's many other things you could do with your time that you find less irritating. If I could distill it down into one concept that we are pursuing in New Zealand, it is simple and it is this. Kindness. While waiting to hear if he could leave MIQ early on Monday, Rail's mum rang to tell him his dad had died. Being Jewish, his dad needs to be buried within 48 hours, but Rail's application to go to the funeral was rejected this afternoon. Is it, are we being too hard-nosed when it comes to compassionate exemptions, Prime Minister? No, I don't think so. Is it, are we being too hard-nosed when it comes to compassionate exemptions, Prime Minister? No, I don't think so. If I could distill it down into one concept that we are pursuing in New Zealand, it is simple and it is this. Kindness. What I'd say is that we're all actually completely on the same page when it comes to driving vaccinations and making sure that we're doing everything that we can to reach people that we need to. This is an issue of... This is an issue... Sir, I'm going to ask... I'm going to answer the questions of the accredited media. Sir, I will shut down the press conference if you do not cease. Sorry, to our accredited members of uh, the gallery here, we might move to an inside venue. Unfortunately, we've got someone who's disrupting your press conference today, so we might reconvene. Thank you. If I could distill it down into one concept that we are pursuing in New Zealand, it is simple and it is this. Kindness. It is, it's actually really straightforward. If you've got a vaccine pass, you can do everything. If I could distill it down into one concept that we are pursuing in New Zealand, it is simple and it is this. Kindness. And since when has a healthy person ever been a danger? We are now being told all the time that there is only one science. And those of us who are there do ask questions and to wish for debate. Those of us who try to inquire, for example, about natural immunity, about the glaring absence of early treatment during this crisis, about the adverse effects of lockdowns and restrictions, about the ingredients and the safety and efficacy and deleterious effects of the inoculations. We have been vilified, harassed, and persecuted. In Ardennes, New Zealand, dogs now have more freedom than those who chose not to take experimental vaccines. My name is Tane Webster and I'm here speaking on behalf of Voices for Freedom from New Plymouth. This government has undermined the way of life and values that once bound this country together. It's time we face the fact that it's not accidental or incompetent, like some people would like to say. It's deliberate. They know exactly what they're doing. Yes! Yes! yes. This government has many tools, and two of them are distraction and division. The ITD population squabbling and bickering amongst themselves about relatively less important issues, while they follow orders from 
siren in Martinborough. They were going yesterday as well. We recently buried a man who had a brain aneurysm. Uh, I don't know for sure whether it was vax related, but hey, you just kind of wonder. He was pretty healthy. A guy I knew reasonably well. He'd been to my house twice to fix windows. Maybe it wasn't. And maybe the crash of a car by a girl at the pub who I'd been trying to uh, warn about not getting vaxxed, but got vaxxed. Maybe that was just another coincidence as well. She's now recovering with fractured vertebra, vertebrae. Um, but this is how it goes in this little town. Even in this little town of 1600, sirens yesterday, sirens today, sirens uh, 
so many sirens on other days that I've made uh, two two um, videos as they happened. And uh, today is Christmas Eve. Uh, well, I don't know what how merry it's going to be for a lot of New Zealanders as we fall prey to this evil crime minister, as uh, one of my friends calls her. I can't do much better than that. It sounds like that's the end of John Ansel. Yep. Wow. Well, that was um, a couple of weeks ago. John, I haven't seen, or, I just heard from John today, but I haven't seen him for some time. I'm looking forward to catching up with John in person. Um, so we've got Heidi. Hi, Heidi. Oh, oh, I've got to invite you in, don't I? Hang on. Sorry, Heidi. Uh, there you go, Heidi Collins. She's, uh, if you want a good haircut, that's the person you ring. How are you doing, Heidi? Heidi? Hello. How are you going? Good. I, I, I sent a few invites out to a few different ones and... And so thanks for, for joining the podcast. I was just playing a few things earlier on. You might have missed those early ones, but some the ones you're just hearing now are older. But uh, I played a couple of early ones of, of some vaccine-injured people. Horrendous. Right. How's it going with you anyway? Um, really good. I've still got my barber shop open. Good. Yes. Good. Um, in the, in retail area? But, pardon me? You're in retail or from home? No, no, from, I've just kept my shop open, so it's all open oh, for the general good. public still. So. Any And how's it go, How's that working out for you? <laughs> Normally you oh, say fabulous. that, now how will that I've work out no. for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had no problem, touch wood, so um, we'll just see um, what happens. I'm in week three, I think it is. Oh, so. that's great. And no, nothing from WorkSafe? No, nothing from WorkSafe. And you know what to do when they come around? Um, ask them to leave <laughs> yeah, and put it in but, writing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what to do actually, but Liz has got all the letters. I think on um, section 83 NZ that Facebook page. Yeah, I'm right. Sure they've got a place you can go to. Yeah. yeah. Hey, good good news, wasn't it, about the um, Supreme Court decision a couple of days ago? What was that? Fill um, me in. Um, yeah, um, they've got uh, sort of a, a work safe. We have Osh, don't we, and work safe over here, and they've got. Um, uh, occupational something rather health and something rather I think they call it OSHA and so they were the, the Biden administration were trying to use them as the enforcers to um, fine people for opening and breaking COVID mandates and the Supreme Court has ruled against that and uh, so they have no power no jurisdiction in the workplace that's amazing uh, to do with COVID yeah so that will affect us here in New Zealand as well so that is brilliant Brilliant news. If you heard last night's podcast with Liz, she was on for a couple of hours explaining things. And we had quite a few people from all around the world ringing in and talking about things as well. So uh, I find with her, she gives me great um, hope. Yeah, she gives me hope. She does. Me too. She's very positive. Yeah. I've never seen her down. Yeah, I get hope mm. from her as well. Hmm. Oh, well, that's good news about you then. So you're just sort of pumping along. And I suppose your, your business is increasing, is it, with people that might not have used you for a haircut in the past that are now thinking, oh, we'll go to Heidi. Yeah, absolutely. So I have had a few regulars drop off, but that's okay. Um, yeah. And because uh, I don't, I've never worn a mask and I don't enforce that as well. Um, yeah. And I have a sign up that says the Crimes Act about how it's illegal to ask somebody to 
cover their face and so I have that on the wall That's as right. well. 1951 Crime Sack. Yeah, so I have that yeah. on the wall as well. So, um, And most people that come in are relieved and they take them off anyway, so... Yeah, that's what I've noticed. I was up in the Thai pub a couple of weeks ago and, and some people came in all masked up and, and uh, Charlie said, oh, no, you don't need to worry about that here. And they go, oh, thank goodness for that, and took them off straight away. No one argued. Yeah. They, no, they it's love lovely, it yeah. when they can take their mask yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. It is and good. then um, so I've just nice. picked up a few. It is so nice. And I've just picked up mm. a few. It's just trickling and because I've been open and shut so many times because figuring out what to do and knowing the right thing to do and then yeah. having Liz um, Lambert help, obviously, I was able to reopen, so yeah. I'm sure it will pick up as we go. Just yeah, it's fine. Have great. We just got to hold the line, don't we? Yes, when they absolutely. come in, and they will come in. You just got to hold the line because when they give you a, a ticket or whatever, it's just a piece of paper. There's nothing. You don't have to pay it. <laughs> no, it's not a, a given. <laughs> no, I was listening to um to a YouTube video from Tom Barnett out of Australia and he's big on oh, this yeah. stuff. He's good. And he, he said the same thing. And then I just went, oh, it's just numbers on a piece of paper. I'll just yeah. say, no, thanks. I don't agree to your offer. Or I don't accept yeah. your offer. Thank you. Yeah. Don't come back. You've no. been, you've been uh, trespassed. What's yeah, your name? I'll absolutely. just put it on the trespass notice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it, oh, it is holding that line news. and having that courage. Right, because yeah. I'm a law-abiding citizen, and I want to do right. And I want to. That's right. And when you're on your own, you haven't got your mates around you, and it's easy for them to uh, intimidate you, isn't it? Either Heidi, I lost you. Oh, you muted yourself. I'll unmute you. Yeah, when you're on your own, oh, you dropped out altogether. Never mind. Yeah. So that, what I was going to say is, when you are on your own, uh, you tend to not have the courage, the same sort of. Uh, courage that you would have um, when you're um, with a group of people. So um, that's just the way it is. Well, um, if you think that John Key is a good guy, um, you can uh, think again. Um, uh, but we'll have him coming up in just a moment. We need you to stay in your home for a couple weeks. It's for the greater good. We need you to close your business just for a short time. It's for the greater good. We need you to stay home just a little bit longer than two weeks. It's, it's for the greater good. We need you to wear this on your face. It's, it's for the greater good. We need you to wear two of these on your face. It's for the greater good. We need you to inject this into your body. It's for the greater good. We need you to spend the holidays alone. It's for the greater good. You must inject this into your body. If you want to feed your family, it's for the greater good. We need you to stop eating that. It's not good for the environment. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop driving your car and flying. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop heating your home so often. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop saying that. It's hurting some people's feelings. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop having children. It's not good for the planet. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop talking about your faith. It's offending people. This is for the greater good. We need to separate you from your children because you're not complying. This is for the greater good. We need to hold you in a facility for a little while for not cooperating. This is for the greater good. 
And that's where it's heading, isn't it, Heidi? Um, they'll, you know, the end result will be they'll take us away and put us in a facility if we don't stop them, Absolutely. if we don't say no to them. There's enough of us to stop these beggars. Especially you know, in the weak little things on their own. Oh, yeah. I know. We are the unvaccine uh, district in the whole uh, of, of the country. Isn't it good? Yes, yeah. we're the resistance. The resistance, yeah. And I hear that um, Murapara is uh, sort of uh, a vaccine resistance capital of the, of the country. Oh, really? Murapara. Yeah, there's a guy down there called um, Pem Bird, P-E-M, Bird, B-I-R-D, and he's a kaumatua, and um, he is uh, – uh, he started a school. It's one of those um, oh, it's sort of um, what do they call them? Um, not, uh, oh, there's a name for them. And they're really good anyway. So he started the school, but now he's banned from going on the school because he's not vaccinated. And mm-hmm. he sort of teamed up with a doctor, uh, Conlon, who's an Irish doctor who's been there for about 30 years in Murupara. And the whole town loves him. And he's told them, well, I don't think it's a good idea that you get it because the um, – infection fatality rate is so low it's not worth taking the risk with a vaccine and so the whole town's just sort of pretty much followed him i think it's it's really really low like i don't even think it's 10 percent of them are vaccinated oh wow largely due to pen bird and um uh, dr collins work very good that's very great good isn't it? hey so what do we do it is good aim eh? so what do we do about doctors now you know let's say we get really sick What's our plan? Um, you got a plan? I got a plan. <laughs> yeah. I got a plan. I got a prepping plan. Uh, homeopathy. Um, yep, food. Yep. Uh, naturopathy. Yeah. Yep. Organic food. Um, mm. Naturopathy. And I've actually I've busted my shoulder and I have a, found this fabulous um, practitioner who has realigned all my, my um, posture, rehabbed it, and then is doing a personal training with me once a week to get it stronger. So instead of surgery, which is where I should have, which I, where I would end, end up, he's actually mm. rehabbing it over 12 weeks. I mean, it'll be a long, a long fix, but it's that thing of self-responsibility, right? So I do yep. it three times a week mm. and I'm building it stronger and it's correcting itself. And my paddle strength out when I go surfing now is my shoulder doesn't get fatigued at all. And I'm so impressed. I've got one like that. Oh, that's sort of an injury man, like that. Martin is amazing. You've got to keep it strong, don't you? You've got to keep that joint, keep the muscles powerful. Yeah, you do. But he, so my biceps were um, all locked. So he released all of those mm. and looked at my posture and how I was overcompensating in other areas of my body and just took mm. my whole skeletal frame into account and then adjusted it and then wrote a program for all the exercises I needed to do to fix my weaknesses. And this is, is he a chiropractor, this fellow? No. He's a, what do um, we call him? I don't even know what I would call him. Well, he's a personal trainer. He does science, massage, rehabilitation, and and posture assessment and alignment. He's incredible. Right. He's from right. Germany. This is it, isn't it? We, we've now, instead of just going to the pharmaceutical doctors, and they're let's face it, they're only trained to give pills Absolutely. and injections. They don't really well, know. There's only three different types of medicine with under all different brands that they can give you. One to take away pain. Another one that's supposed to 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 kill all the all the um, bugs in your body, bacteria, including the good ones that you need, sh- shoots them down. And if you get cancer, they just cut, burn, and um, and and poison. Don't well, they? They're Which trained is, in disease management and suppression, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And I don't think they have any idea really the nature of disease. 
But um, And I'd forgotten, I'd lost my way a wee bit because I was taught the cellular theory when I studied homeopathy. I've got an actual practice certificate in homeopathy, believe it or not, <laughs> but I haven't <laughs> practiced for a while. But, um, uh, yeah, I sort of lost my way there, you know, because you get bombarded with the germ theory and after a while you start using their terminology like, you know, viruses and, and germs and things like that. But really it's just, it makes it, I guess they don't want us to know that we have to look after the terrain. We have to eat well, make sure we get sunlight, Make sure we have our vitamins and minerals, and um, then and we can look, look after ourselves. So that if we do get a cut, it's going to heal instead of fester and then get infected and and cause us uh, some some worry. Absolutely, but I think the other thing is sleep's really underrated as well. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So how many hours do you reckon a uh, um, you know young sixty one year old like me pushing sixty two should take? How, how many Seven. would we need? Is Seven. that all? Oh, yeah. I get nine and a half. Oh, well, see, look, that's even better. Well, it's rest and restorative, right? Yeah, I sleep like a log. That's so, yeah, I do too. It's amazing. (laughs) Especially if I've worked hard. Yeah. My son and I are building a. What's that? That's the reward of working hard. It's so good. Yeah, it is, eh? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon a good sleep. And if you don't work hard, you you tend to have broken sleep, eh? Wake up at three in the morning and stuff like that. That was was really a, a major part of my sleep. Um, my, my whole life was just revolved around going to bed late, waking up in the middle of the night, then then waking up at six in the morning, feeling tired, or feeling, up, feeling wide awake, yeah, and then not being able to get out of bed at half a stage or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the hard working does get you in bed before nine, gives you a good sleep. Yeah, I like that. Oh, well, so have you you've got a day of rest today, is it for you, or you've got a few clients wanting uh, trims? No, no, I'm only doing three days a week at the barbers. I'm, um, I've got there's a oh. symposium up the road on a tribe apparently that's been around since the 1800s. I'm going to go and listen to them in a minute. I don't actually know that much about it. What is it? Do, get up there. How do you spell it? I don't know yet. I don't. I don't even know What's the name it? of it. How do you pronounce it? it? <laughs> just the, <laughs> I don't even know the name of it. It's a symposium. So we're just going oh. up to listen to them talk and see what they have to say so what's it about um maori law i think and tribal and the rights oh, of new zealand oh, yeah yeah i'm interested in that i want to talk to liz about that because we want to get out of the the title system and get into a lodial native type title or native ownership that's what i'm, yeah. I'm interested in very much so, so we've, got to, we've be... got to all do it oh absolutely i think this is the oldest tribe in new zealand so i don't i don't know their name yet so I will oh, can go. Can you let me know? Can you record it? Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Shall I do that? Yeah. Doesn't okay, well, I'd better go now and charge my phone because then I can go. Or even audio. I don't care if it's even audio. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. I'll go do I'll hop off now, charge my phone, and then I'll head up. All right, Heidi. Right. All the best. Thank that you. was Heidi Speak Collins. Okay, see ya. It's Heidi see Collins, Northland uh, hairdresser. She's a homeopath and uh, she does all sorts of interesting things Heidi and Heidi also has a vaccine injured uh, young uh, son um, I think he's 21 and his name is Rody. Uh, yep that's Heidi Collins and uh, so we'll be back in a moment if you think Jacinda Ardern is bad John Key would be worse you can't go to Rhythm and Vines, you can't go to a nightclub, you can't go to a bar, you can't get on the New Zealand flight. Go and see how many of them still think a spoon is going to stick to the uh, left arm where they're getting the vaccine put in. This is a COVID-1984 announcement and a New Zealand government hypocrisy alert. 
Kia Aura. The Ministry of Health have forwarded me your inquiry below regarding implementing mandatory vaccines for members of parliament and cabinet. As members of parliament and cabinet members are democratically elected representatives of the people of New Zealand, it is unlawful to obstruct or impede any member from carrying out their duty as an elected official. It is likely that a rule or law requiring MPs to be vaccinated in order to attend the House would violate this long-standing democratic principle. Na mihi. Oh, and you plebs can get stuffed and get jabbed. Unite against COVID-1984. Be brave. Do not comply. Do not comply. Hi, my name is Grant Edwards. You're listening to Liberty NZ podcast. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I've got a friend here who, a new friend, actually, I've met through John G. His name is Mike, uh, Pastor Mike Montgomery. And here is a recording of Mike talking to his local school board. Uh, good evening. My name is Mike Montgomery, and I have uh, two high school age children in Red Wing. I'm a property owner, taxpayer. Uh, recently, when asked about returning to mass mandates in schools, Dr. Fauci said he believed it would, quote, be temporary and did not believe there would be any long-term adverse effect amongst children. Like, are you kidding me? Okay. We are raising a generation of kids right here, right now. They are being conditioned to be afraid to breathe normally. They are um, scared some of them, to breathe fresh air. I see kids walking down the street on a beautiful day like today wearing masks because they are afraid of what they've been told. They are afraid of killing grandma because of the information that they have been fed. Guess what? You guys know this as educators, I believe, at least I hope so. Children need to be able to see faces in order for proper development to take place. They need to see expression. They need to be able to respond with expression, but you want to slap a mask over these kids' face for seven to eight hours a day. And I'm just going to point out that Miss Tiff was here sitting unmasked the whole time, and then when we go live on the camera, she puts her mask on. It is a sham. It is an absolute sham, okay? Do not tell me. I'm a pastor, and I'm connected with pastors all throughout this country, and kids everywhere are suffering because they are being forced to wear these things all day long. And I've talked to pastors who are dealing with families whose kids are suffering long-term effects, okay? So my question is, if you believe it's about safety and well-being, if it was truly about their well-being, you know what? You would take all the mass, pile them up, douse them with gasoline, and torch them on fire, honestly, Okay. If you mandate masks, what's next? Vaccines, experimental medicines that we have no idea, zero, no idea, long-term effect. And you want to give this to five-year-olds? Are you kidding me? You, we don't know what it's going to do for the reproductive health. We, do, we don't know. I'm not saying that it is or not, but we don't know. But you guys want to do that? That's crazy. Okay. What? A, a shot every year for new, every COVID variant? That'd be ludicrous. Okay. I believe that most of the staff and teachers, I'm guessing most of you have been vaccinated. If so, what are you so worried about? Like, okay, here's the truth. Here is the truth. Our kids under 25 years old have a one in a million chance that they are going to die of COVID. One in a million. They are more likely to be struck by lightning. Okay. And they're more likely to die from the seasonal flu. Have you ever mandated masks for the seasonal flu? I don't think so. Shame on you. Because guess what? Every student in the Red Wing School District is at more risk of 
suffering some adverse effect from the seasonal flu. Honestly, guys, it's abuse. And if you mandate it for all the kids, you should be ashamed, totally ashamed of yourselves for considering. Okay. And I would tell every parent here, every parent here, do not let them put masks on your kids. If they do stand up to it. And guess what? If they do, Pull your kids from the school and right. seek other options. Thank you, Mr. McCaffrey. We appreciate you being here. <laughs> Public health policy in the U.S. has been dictated by Anthony Fauci for over three decades. His pronouncements on COVID-19, which are taken as gospel by the media and the medical establishment, bear a striking resemblance to his pronouncements on the AIDS epidemic. The primary diagnostic tool used for determining a viral infection is the PCR test, which Anthony Fauci has helped to establish as the gold standard for testing. Kerry Mullis, the inventor of the PCR test, has stated that no infectional illness can be accurately diagnosed with PCR. He discusses his thoughts on Dr. Fauci and the scientific and medical establishments with Dr. Gary Null in 1996. Guys like Fauci get up there and start talking, you know, he doesn't know anything really about anything. And I'd say that to his face, nothing. The man thinks you can take a blood sample and stick it in an electron microscope and if it's got a virus in there, you'll know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy and he doesn't understand medicine. And he, doesn't, he should not be in a position like he's in. Most of those guys up there on the top are just total administrative people and they don't know anything about what's going on at the bottom. Okay, who do we trust? Fauci? Fauci doesn't know enough to, you know. If Fauci wants to get on television with somebody who knows a little bit about this stuff and debate him, he could easily do it because he's been asked. I mean, I've had a lot of people, president of the University of South Carolina asked Fauci if he'd come down there and debate me on the stage in front of the student body because I wanted somebody who was from the other side to come down there and balance my, because I felt like, well, these guys can listen to me, but I need to have somebody else down here that's going to tell me the other side. But Fauci was, didn't want to do it. The, the general public doesn't understand the idea of a gold standard here. Neither, neither do doctors, physicians. So, I mean, you know, you could you, you just pull the average physician away from his, if his convention someplace in Cincinnati or something and, and sit down and have dinner with him and talk to him about this kind of a situation and see how much he really knows. Like, does he know what a Western does? Does he know what a Western blot actually does? I mean, isn't, does it, how is it different from this ELISA test? Does he understand how an ELISA test is operated? Does he understand anything about the statistics associated with the times when they've been tried? No, he doesn't. And he doesn't give a damn either. What he knows about is that when he has a patient, he charges them a certain amount of money for every treatment that he does, for every little prescription that he writes, and he likes to have a lot of patients. And the county health department also knows that due to the Ryan White Act, for every single person who is diagnosed as having AIDS in the county, $2,500 a year from the federal government. So the county health department is actually pressuring doctors by their little subtle ways. They're not coming over and beating them. But don't miss an AIDS case. You report it to us. If it's, if it's, if it's a positive test on the HIV, you report it to us because it's $2,500 in our pocket every year. I mean... It's a kind of a, I mean, there's, there's plenty of reasons why they're doing it. But, you know, one of them is not that doctors are intelligent people in this particular case. I mean, the doctors have been dumb. The people that have taken the drug have been idiots also. I mean, they really are idiots. You go to some doctor and he gives you a drug when you're not even feeling bad sometimes. You start taking it and you start feeling worse. Or you start feeling bad for the first time. 
keep on taking it because otherwise you're going to get sick. I, I think that money is the main, the only, you know, it's just like in political scandals. Follow the money trail. Does it bother that there, there is censorship in scientific publications and even in the major media? Yeah, um, it bothered me when Nature rejected. Right after I got the Nobel Prize in chemistry, man, I can't even write a, a short four-page hypothesis about what might, in fact, be a probable cause of AIDS. A, a hypothesis that was a useful one because it suggested a way to disprove it or prove it. You know, that's what a hypothesis is for, is to sort of suggest experiments that will try to disprove the hypothesis, or if you can't disprove it, you start slowly accepting it. And, and so, Lancet, Nature, Science, those, pe those people say, we don't need a hypothesis directed at understanding what might be causing AIDS. We already know. Take, and I call back the editors and I say, no, wait a minute, this is, you got to like in, 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 in uh, Lancet, there's got a section called Medical Hypotheses. That's, that's, a, that's a type of an article you can submit. I said, this is a hypothesis. This is a very good hypothesis. Not only can it be proven or disproven easily with rats or mice, but if in fact it's, it shows, if it turns out that this does cause AIDS, you'll have a model system, an animal model system, which would be worth billions of dollars to the pharmaceutical industry. You know, it was a beautiful little hypothesis, cute little thing. It wouldn't have taken a lot of work to prove or disprove it, but it, it and it wouldn't take any, any work to publish it, but not anybody would touch it. The effectiveness of political and religious propaganda depends upon the method employed, not upon the doctrines taught. If the indoctrination is given in the right way at the proper stage of nervous exhaustion, it will work. Under favorable conditions, practically everybody can be converted to practically anything. Aldous Huxley, Brave New World Revisited. So in autumn last year, we started to see a rise of non-COVID excess deaths, particularly in the young, and an increase of deaths in people's own homes. And the thing about people dying at home is that um, some of those deaths will be by choice. But it's a sort of funny choice when if you know you're dying and you might choose to die in hospital if you are allowed visitors, but you're not allowed visitors and you end up dying at home, then that changes the statistics, but it doesn't necessarily reflect a, a real choice for that person. But some of those deaths at home will be cardiac deaths and they will be deaths of people who'd never made it to hospital. And we can see that in other parts of the statistics. So since May in particular, there's been a stepwise increase an ambulance call-outs for cardiac and respiratory arrests. And at the same time as that increase, fewer people were coming to A&E with a cardiac problem. And what that suggests, you know, that sounds like it might be a good thing. You think, well, if we've got fewer people with cardiac disease in A&E, then maybe we've cured them. But I think the reality is that they've died. Some of these people have died and they're not coming to A&E when they would have come to A&E with more minor problems. So the excess deaths we're seeing are circulatory deaths. They're strokes and they're heart attacks. And they're much more in the young than in the older age groups. And so I think it's something that really needs to be investigated. Forget about the science, forget about the spike protein, forget about the PCR test. Look at the common sense aspect. You must wear a mask when you walk into this restaurant. Now you can sit down, you're now two feet, three feet lower, you cannot take off your mask and you can eat. Because somehow you're magically protected by the sophisticated virus that knows that you're only susceptible when you're standing up. People say, yes, Dr. Patel, you're right, people should start to critically think. I'm like, I don't care about people critically thinking, just think. 
I was perfectly healthy, no symptoms, and then four days later, I present with all of these neurological symptoms. Is there a reason why you're not considering that the vaccine could be causing this? And she was not happy about it. What is the end game with the mask? Are we wearing masks for the rest of our lives? Or are we gonna do it till the vaccines come? Well, the vaccines came, they don't work, and people are still in masks. Forget about the science, forget about the spike protein, forget about the PCR test. Look at the common sense aspect. You must wear a mask when you walk into this restaurant. Now you can sit down, you're now two feet, three feet lower, you cannot take off your mask and you can eat. Because somehow you're magically protected by the sophisticated virus that knows that you're only susceptible when you're standing up. People say, yes, Dr. Patel, you're right, people should start to critically think. And I'm like, I don't care about people critically thinking, just think. Does it bother you that the news network you work for well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer? They shouldn't have said that. Do you understand that that's why people get concerned about the veracity of the news? My name is Dr. Christina Parks. I received my PhD in cellular and molecular biology right here in the state of Michigan from University of Michigan Medical School. So I'm very well versed in the science of both these mRNA gene therapy, vaccines, and the fact that this is extremely complex science that has been oversimplified in the media to basically take away our freedom of choice. Do the vaccines for COVID prevent transmission? No. You can't take what's normally a decade-long process for developing a product and ensuring its safety and efficacy and compressing it into six to nine months and not cut some corners. That's just absurd. The method that the CDC is using to report risk right now is obsolete and inaccurate, and it's not the preferred method. It sure looks like somebody is attempting to minimize the signal here. I didn't know that every study on safety that we are being told about is being done by the manufacturer that's going to make billions of dollars from the product and that the FDA and CDC basically just take their word for it. These people made their legacies on vaccination. So when they come out and say, we know the problems behind the scenes with this product and we're telling you, you need to stop this mass vaccination program immediately, I listen. I'm not anti-vax, I'm anti-this-vax. People need to do a better job. And I have to tell you that I'm pretty disappointed with my profession because as physicians, we're supposed to teach the public the good, the bad, and the ugly. The VAERS database are also showing unbelievable amounts of adverse events. This should be like a, a beacon or a signpost to clinicians and PhD researchers. It should not be forced upon us to either vaccinate or lose our life even. Give us our right to say no. There was a generation of Americans in 1776 who said it would be better to be dead than to have no constitutional rights. And they gave us our country. And they gave us our constitution. And many of them gave their lives. This mass vaccination system has become far too powerful. The people that operate it have, have been given way too much power. We're 333 million people. And we can certainly change this if we act and don't just be apathetic and think somebody else is going to do it for us.
The CDC actually doesn't consider you vaccinated unless you've survived to day 14 after your second dose. So anybody in those studies and reporting the data that dies or gets an infection or has to be hospitalized because their immune system is harmed by the vaccine, that counts towards the unvaccinated. But as the science makes clear, if you're fully vaccinated, you're highly protected. There were excess numbers of people dying after the vaccine that were being reported to the vaccine adverse event reporting system, exceeding the level of comfort. So those who we want to protect the most with the vaccines, the vaccines are failing. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones, but you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know who they are. If you look back in history, that's always the way tyranny has begun, by identifying and ostracizing certain groups of people in society. For the vast majority of you who've gotten vaccinated, I understand your anger at those who haven't gotten vaccinated. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. At least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect, ranging from severe chills to fevers. So are these vaccines safe? thousand people tops there were three of these yesterday three sirens wonder why I wonder why went to a meeting and they're setting up a vaccine injuries support group in the Wairarapa the big province hardly any people, 40,000, vaccine injury support group. What does that tell you, folks? Do you think there might be any connection between the vaccine injury support group and all the sirens? Just an idea. I'm getting in a bit of trouble for uh, accusing the politicians of mass murder of children, which is a pretty nasty accusation, isn't it? Especially when it's true. And the big sooks are complaining that uh, their safety is not what it was as a result of well, me, really, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> um, I suggest to them that their safety would be assured, but for their determination to murder children, they might want to see that connection. We live in strange times in what used to be a very kind-hearted country. But now we've got a new kind of kind holding sway. It's not a very nice kind of kind, if you ask me. 
nobody did. But it's very satisfying being able to terrify some politicians anyway, who deserve to be terrified because they're terrifying us. And I recommend it, it's a good feeling. The police came round, I told them that. Uh, they tried to trick me, didn't they? They tried to trick me with that uh, comment. Oh, there you go, there's a siren. I wonder what that is. Just a coincidence, I suppose. Anyway. Yeah, they tried to trick me in that video. They said, oh, your hand's shaking. Um, I don't think it was, actually. But uh, they were trying to trick me. And, and, and uh, I said, oh, well, yeah, I'm a bit nervous because a couple of cops on the doorstep. But uh, that was the bit that made the news. I think they hatched that plan right at the start. I wonder where that's going. Anyway. Oh, here we go again. start my camera little town 2,000 people maybe sirens galore all right folks that'll do for now something to think about eh this is a COVID-1984 announcement and a New Zealand government hypocrisy alert Kia Ora. The Ministry of Health have forwarded me your inquiry below regarding implementing mandatory vaccines for members of parliament and cabinet. As members of parliament and cabinet members are democratically elected representatives of the people of New Zealand, it is unlawful to obstruct or impede any member from carrying out their duty as an elected official. It is likely that a rule or law requiring MPs to be vaccinated in order to attend the House would violate this long-standing democratic principle. Na mihi. Oh, and you plebs can get stuffed. And get jabbed. Unite against COVID-1984. Be brave. Do not comply. Now, I've heard this from an arms officer for the New Zealand police. He said in 2018, despite rigorous recommendations against it, Jacinda Ardern chaired the group who deliberately changed the Arms Act that allowed the terrorist Brendan Tarrant to evade vetting procedures and to be the first person to ever have his gun licence fast-tracked. Now just let that sink in for a minute. Hey guys, I just got my 79th booster shot, so I'm a little out of it, I'm just relaxing, but fortunately I don't have to work tomorrow because I haven't had a job in 16 years. So I'm just hanging out here in quarantine camp. I was arrested and thrown in here last week for sneezing near a baby who has a 0.000034 chance of getting COVID. So we're just locked down in the new Tupac variant, but it is good to finally see a diverse variant, right? 
finally some black representation in these variants. But anyways, Lord Fauci says we'll be out of this in the next 30 years if we just stay strong. So let's recite the COVID prayer. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Jab, 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 shush. Hey guys, I'm here in quarantine camp again. I was arrested for showering without a mask on at the gym. I just wanted to wash my face. Oh, I have to be quiet. My bubble mates are sleeping. They're in here for coughing in a movie theater. Anyhow, I can't believe it's been a year already in the new variant sponsored by Coke Zero. I guess they sponsored it because we've had zero deaths in like 10 years. Anyways... President Fauci said it's too early to tell if we'll have Christmas this year. I was hoping this would be the year. Ah, just hold on. Oh, it's five o'clock. Time for my daily boosters. Let's do the COVID prayer. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Jab, 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 jab. If you look at the side effects of these things, blood clots, myocarditis, inflammation of hearts, increased in miscarriages from 10 to 80% in the first trimester, increases in cancer, increases in autoimmune diseases, uh, ovarian dysfunction, most likely infertility. And that's not to mention the genocidal potential effect of antibody-dependent enhancement. Why the hell would you put that into a child when they have a 100% near 100% chance of recovery from, from an infection that is safer than influenza virus? And what I'd say is that we're all actually completely on the same page when it comes to driving vaccinations and making sure that we're doing everything that we can to reach people that we need to. Is this is an issue of... This is an issue... Sir, I'm going to ask... I'm going to answer the questions of the accredited media. Sir, I will shut down the press conference if you do not cease. Sorry, to our accredited members of uh, the gallery here, we might move to an inside venue. Unfortunately, we've got someone who's disrupting your press conference today, so we might reconvene. Thank you. Hmm. Can we use the yeah, facility yeah, yeah. here? Sure we can. Um, Do you know whether or not it's open? Sorry, everyone. We might just try and flop it, go inside, and then hold it there, just so that we can have it in a bit more quiet, uh, quiet space for you. And if you want to listen to your order and you feel like you need to re-record, we can do that inside as well. I'm going to go to the bathroom and then. My name is Dr. Kevin Stillwagon. I am a property owner and a taxpayer in Orange County. You are making some really bad decisions based on fear of a virus that has about a 99% survival rate for most of us. That is unsubstantiated fear. So let me give you a couple of things to truly be fearful about. That mask that you keep insisting that people wear decreases the amount of oxygen in your lung tissue. We now know that this virus uses something called a furin cleavage site to merge with your lung tissue to infect you. And it works better with decreased oxygen. And peer-reviewed research clearly shows that wearing a mask increases your chances of developing an upper respiratory infection 13 times more than a person not wearing a mask. So I would stop wearing a mask immediately if I were you. 
Secondly, this shot that you insist, you insist on people getting on people gives you absolutely no protection against infection. It is the innate immune system that protects you from infection by using dendritic cells, T cells, and natural killer cells without antibodies ever becoming involved. This shot has one goal, and that goal is to make antibodies. These antibodies circulate inside of you and cannot prevent an infection. They can only react to something that has already gotten inside of you. They cannot keep something out. The shot decreases the ability of your innate immune system to keep viruses out by 60%, and a booster shot will reduce it even more. Even worse, the antibodies that are created by this shot can no longer neutralize variants and actually enhance the virus ability to infect you. It should be painfully obvious to you by now that fully vaccinated people are getting sick. And this will continue to get worse if you keep trying to jab people while a virus is trying to spread. The variants are emerging from the vaccinated population. This so-called vaccine is still being administered on what's called an emergency use authorization. It is not FDA approved. The FDA approved a biological licensing application for a product called Comirnaty. The application was approved, not the product. Comirnaty is not available in the United States. Therefore, by law, you cannot force people to take this drug without informed consent and without animal trials to prove that it is safe. Mayor Demings, please look at me. You, sir, are in violation of the United States Constitution and the Nuremberg Code. You will be held accountable. Good day. Are you going to get vaccinated? I think I want to wait a bit longer. What do you need to wait? I'm just not in a rush to get it, mate. Have you had it? Yeah, I've had it. Why are you being so selfish? How am I being selfish? Because if you get COVID, you can pass it on to me. But you've been vaccinated. Yeah, but I can still get it. So if I get vaccinated, I can still get it too. Yeah, but you should still get it because then you won't pass it on to me. But if I get vaccinated, I can still get it and still pass it on to you. Well, yeah, but you should still get it. But you can catch it off me whether I've been vaccinated or not. Yeah, but you should still get vaccinated. But why? Because it's the right thing to do. Who says? The people that make it. Pfizer. Pfizer says you've got to get your vaccination going. Um, earlier in the show or um, podcast uh, today, I played a video that was sent to me from a friend of mine on Facebook. Her name is Wahini Toa. I don't think Wahini's her proper name. It may well be, um, or it could just be a um, Facebook name. But here's Wahini's story. Have a listen to this. Hi, uh, family and friends. I... Oh, and then then I'm hoping to talk to John G. So I'll just go and I'll play her again. One moment, please. Hi, uh, family and friends. I just like to let you know that um, my daughter was coerced into getting the vaccine, otherwise she can't graduate. And 
she is healthy and fine. She yesterday taken the you know what. Um, and she is now in Miramar. She can't walk. Uh, she has nausea. And feeling tired and headaches and nerve problems and also her spine and her back is sore and um, yeah it's uh, really sad I just want you all to know that those of you that said that it's safe to take better watch out because I'm coming for you <laughs> look what you've done <laughs> never seen any liars like you guys look what you've done with your you know what vaccine can't believe it this is actually happening yeah we can't believe it either Wahini Toa we can't believe it um, with me in the host box area is John G. Hi, John. How are you this afternoon? Can't, 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 can't hear you, John. Maybe you haven't got your headphones today. That's all right if you haven't. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, just, just pop in uh, when you get a minute if you want to talk. Anyway, hopefully when I come back, we'll be talking to John G. How would you like to finally have your say? Only time will tell will we go to heaven or hell, but I'm going to tell you this. Well, now's your chance. Give Grant Edwards a call on Saturday night after 8 at Liberty NZ here on Podbean. Because if you want to get right down to it, hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, and I have firearms that I'm ready. Join Grant Edwards here at Liberty NZ Podbean. See you there. I got a itchy finger, and I don't hunt deer. Do you know the amount of editing I had to do with all the F words that um, Johnny Rebel, that was Johnny Rebel, actually. He's from the southern parts, some of the southern states. And uh, so, yeah, he was talking, he was really getting himself into trouble there. He's the guy that j chipped over the dog one morning. I think he'd had a few Jack Daniels, uh, too many, anyway tripped over his dog and didn't want to hurt the dog so and then he was uh, he was naked and uh, his wife came out and um, said what are you doing down there he was about half crazy anyway so John G are you there mate are you going to unmute yourself or are you um, perhaps you're off and just listening on the on the speakerphone perhaps perhaps you are so it doesn't look like you're coming on this afternoon but that's okay no problem at all and um, does everybody know that doctors have been gagged here is the proof of it no patient should ever believe anybody in the hospitals or the healthcare profession they shouldn't believe we've lost all of our credibility because you can't give honest, informed consent when a nurse or a physician have a gag order on them. You can't do it. It's impossible. Fauci is the most eloquent, brilliant, pathological, psychotic liar I've ever met in my life. Nobody can touch him. Wow. And, and I believe that he's under the guise of DARPA because nobody will ever touch him. You know, th there's there's mass collusion and quid pro quo. 
it is no longer about saving lives. It's about Fauci is all about making money and getting money. That's what Bill Gates is about. Realnotrare.com. That's right. That's absolutely right. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining me this afternoon, folks. I appreciate that. Before we go, we'll have a listen to Tyler Fisher, who does a great um, impersonation of Dr. Fauci, uh, and um, hope to uh, have you all back on my podcast as uh, soon as we can, as soon as I can get back on. I'm going to be busy this week uh, doing uh, physical things around the farm, but hopefully after that, I'll be able to do a lot more. So thank you very much for the hearts, the likes, and um, also thank you for sharing the um, podcast. I appreciate that. And I also hope to have John Ansell back on the show too. He's been uh, very busy doing uh, quite a lot of um, in-depth uh, work uh, in the last couple of weeks, and he's been uh, hasn't been able to be on the podcast, but hopefully we'll have him back on as well. So until next time, this is Grant Edwards for Liberty and Z saying thank you very much and see you next time. So this is just a message to all the haters out there who are attacking me. Now, if you attack Anthony, Dr. Anthony Fauci, you are also attacking science because as you know, I am science. You can call me Father Science or Lord of the Psy or Fauci, the science guy, whatever you call me, when you attack me somewhere in a lab, a beaker explodes and shards of glass shoot into a child's eye whenever you send a mean tweet. So just know that. But you're also attacking people who are hard of seeing and short people. So when you attack me, you are also attacking the midget blind scientist community, the MBS. So I would recommend if you're one of those, take your mask, put it in your mouth and shut up.